I hope this day finds you well. In today's segment, what I want to talk about is the tragic death of Amir Locke and how it's being used by the left to further their, their goals of just total domination of the American way of life. And understand that the left, they're just agents of chaos and they have no integrity. They have no moral compass. They will do and say anything to win. If they have a standard, standards at all, that's the only one. They don't care about a mere lock. They don't care about anything or anyone save winning. And what they want to win, that is bringing chaos to order. That's it. Now, this article that I'm about to read you is coming from ABC News, which is an arm of, of the left. It's just a left-wing media site. And... What makes it even more comical is that they expose their hypocrisy because they don't have standards, because they don't have any type of moral anchor. They're inconsistent, but they expect you not to have a brain in your head. They expect you just to have, you know, the memory of a goldfish. So within this article itself, they mention lawful gun ownership 14 times. They mention black 17 times. They mentioned self-defense and or protection seven times as if they now care about the Second Amendment, as if they now want you to have lawful gun ownership to protect yourself. We know this not to be true. There's plenty of articles from ABC News that basically just supports removing your ability to protect you and your family. You, you know that if you've been paying attention. So that's why I said they have no standards. They don't they don't care if an article that they wrote six months ago, they're completely contradicting it. They don't care at all. So let's jump into it. So Amir Locke's death highlights perils for black gun owners. You know what? I didn't actually count the title. So if I count the title, it's actually 18 times that they mentioned black and 15 times that they mentioned gun owners. But this is, this is the angle that they're trying to present, that it presents a peril for black gun owners, not gun owners, but black gun owners which right there shows you they don't, this isn't about America. This isn't even about the Second Amendment. They want to use race once again. And what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to use this, thinking that it presents a pattern that supports all of their assertions that America was built for just white people and all of, all of this BS, which is just a conspiracy theory because it counters actual data. So understand, this is where the conspiracy theory is coming from. This is where the misinformation is coming from. And they don't care. And in fact, it actually increases the risk for young black men and young black women because they get them misinformed and then they have them out in the community interacting with the police. And when they do, or if they do interact with the police, they're going to believe what, they, what CNN told them and MSNBC told them and ABC News told them that the police are out there to hunt them and they're going, they're not going to comply. They're already going to be anxious. They're already going to potentially be violent, which is going to cause them to potentially resist arrest, which is going to heighten the, the whole situation and increase the chances that they don't make it out alive. So they don't care. Okay. So let's dive into some of this. 
So almost immediately in the second paragraph, here's how they're trying to frame it. Locke, a legal gun owner, had been sleeping under a blanket on the couch and body camera footage shows a gun in his hand as he begins to sit up when police begin to approach him. Now, let me say this before I continue. I'm not in favor of no-knock warrants at all, at all. I believe it increases the, the chance for fatality, both like it puts the police officer's lives in danger and it puts the property owner's life in danger or, or someone who's on their property. And that's what this is. This comes down to property rights to me and also the Second Amendment and, and defending your property. Because the reason why police announce in the first place is to, is to distinguish themselves from an intruder. So you know this is law enforcement coming in, not an intruder, so that you can respond accordingly. If they don't knock and they bust in, I have no other recourse but to assume they're, they're an intruder there to do me and my family harm. And then I have to respond in kind. Right. And then within this situation, the police aren't coming in with malicious, malicious intent. I'm having a malicious intent either. I'm just believing I'm defending my home as as is my right to do and my family and myself. And so it's an unnecessary situation. It's unnecessary. So I am not an advocate of no knock warrants. I think that they're stupid. I think they're unconstitutional and it puts everybody's lives in danger. OK, so now we can move on <laughs> now. Once again, you see the language. He's a legal gun owner. Why even, why would you even need to, to say legal gun owner? Why would you even need to say that? So this is how they use language. This is how they use language to, to start to push your mind in a direction that they choose. They're not just giving you information and then allowing you to assess it and come up with your own conclusions. They're guiding you. They're not, do you see what I'm saying? Do you see the difference? This shows the lack of respect that they have for your intellect and for you as an individual. They don't care about you and they don't care about the results of keeping you misinformed and emotionally charged. They don't care about those consequences because they never see any type of reprisals for, from, from, from those consequences. They're never held accountable. Let's move on. So here they say Locke was not a suspect in the crime for which the warrant was issued and was not named in the document. Okay, I give you that. But what they don't say in this article is in order to get a warrant, no knock or otherwise, it has to be based on, a, on, on an investigation because they have to be able to justify having that warrant issued, no knock or otherwise, right? They can't just decide, hey, that address. No, they have to, they have to show evidence like with Breonna Taylor, which they're going to try to bring up in order to, to try to attempt to show a pattern and they're going to fail at it. Because once again, they, they give no information. They don't put it in context or anything like that. It's ridiculous, but we'll get to that. With Breonna Taylor, there was over 40 pages of, of investigation, you know, <laughs> papers and documents. So what they're not saying, what they're avoiding, what they're omitting is why was Locke sleeping at an address that was under investigation by the police to the extent where they were even, that, that they even qualified for a no-knock warrant? What was he doing there? He could be an upstanding member of society, but he was still at a place that was under investigation. Why? And why was he, why was he at this place sleeping on, I believe, a couch with a gun that close to him as if, as if his life could be in danger? So these are things that they don't want to touch on because they don't want to, they don't want to give you information. They don't want to paint the whole entire picture. They want to give you a snippet of it. They want to edit it, just like what they did with George Floyd. They, want, they presented an edited video 
in order to, to get you to think the way that they want you to think. And you don't do that to people that you respect. Many advocates say his case highlights the dangers of legal gun ownership for black Americans due to racism and implicit bias. See the legal gun ownership again? Right, like they've already said it multiple times. It, it's unusual. We, don't, we wouldn't normally speak like this to each other where we repeat the same phrases over and over. That's where the propaganda is. That's where they try to shape your mind. And the other thing is, this is also where they, where they make an accusation and then don't back it up with any kind of data, which is why I say that they're just activists and which is why I say that they're conspiracy theorists because they say here, for black Americans due to racism and implicit bias, racism is not a problem in the US. There's no data that proves it. Only thing you have is going back in history when it was a problem or using modern anecdotal stories, which, which is not objective truth. So there is no implicit bias, they haven't proved it. There is no systemic racism or racism to them at, at the heights that it would be a problem for black Americans, they haven't proved that either. So you see what I'm saying? They're just trying to, trying to twist this. They want black people to believe this actually is real. They want Americans to believe this is actually real when, when we know that it's not. Amir Locke, a lawful gun owner, see they say it again? Are you catching on yet? Should still be alive, said Brian Strouser the chair of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, a nonprofit gun rights advocacy group, and a statement. So once again, now you guys care about the Second Amendment? Now you're talking to gun owners caucuses and nonprofits for, for lawful gun ownership? Really? After all of the anti-gun stuff that you guys try to push, anytime somebody's shot, anytime there's a mass killing and shooting at a school, first thing you guys do is say that Americans shouldn't have guns, no one. And they're distinguishing the lawful gun owners. Well, lawful gun owners don't commit crimes with their guns. Yet when criminals do, and people that are mentally diseased, they immediately attack lawful gun ownership. That's why this is so absurd that now they're trying to act like they're on the side of the lawful gun owners. When I guarantee you tomorrow, it would be tragic, but if there's a school shooting, ABC News is going to write the article as if we should all be defenseless. Black men, like all citizens, have a right to keep and bear arms. Black men, like all citizens, have the right to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable search and seizure. Yeah, that's like the Constitution. But look at, look at how many times they said black. I mean, are you seeing it? It's not just me, I told you. They say black 18 times in this whole article. It's not a very long article. That seems excessive to me. Right? Like you say it in the beginning, we know he's black, you can just keep writing. It's almost as if they say it so much to where only black people actually matter. So if you're white and you're a lawful gun owner, you don't actually matter. Do you, they're, they're the ones who are actually expressing bias and racism within this article. That's the irony. And this is typical of the left, is that whatever they're accusing somebody else of, they're doing times five or ten. A lot of Americans are gun owners said Sarah Murtada, one of the leaders in the student-run advocacy group Knock First Minnesota at a Minneapolis City Council meeting Monday. She added, they have a Second Amendment right to own guns, and so they are here, so they hear someone in their home, and a lot of the time they even use those guns for self-protection, not realizing that it's the police in their home. This is where you would think that, that this was a, a conservative media outlet, the right wing, because they're speaking with actual sense. And they're talking to people who understand the need for lawful gun owners and the Second Amendment. But they don't actually care. This is, I just want to turn on that light. You guys got to see this. You got to see it. 
And if not, reach out to me. I can give you more examples because they don't hide it. They don't hide at all. That's how, that's how brazen they are. That's how brazen the left is. They don't hide any of this stuff. This isn't the first example of a black gun owner, see again, being shot while carrying their legal, legally owned gun. There it is again. Here's where they try to present, they try to present a pattern. They try to present a pattern in hopes that it's justifying what they're saying, but let's just, let, let's just jump in. They fail. <laughs> Unless you're emotional. If you're emotional, then logic goes out the window. We already know your prefrontal cortex shuts down and you're just going on instinct when that emotion hits you. In July, 2016, Philando Castile was shot and killed by police. Now, those circumstances were completely different. It wasn't a no-knock warrant. It wasn't a warrant at all. They're trying, they're, they're trying to insinuate that, that legally owned guns possessed by black people because of the bias, because of racism, because of discriminatory practices, they are more, more likely to be fatally killed by police officers, which once again, where's your data to back it up? And then when they do give you a statistic, they don't give you any context around it whatsoever. And they believe that, that just throwing it out actually validates what they're saying. And it doesn't if once again, if you're not being emotional, if you're not ignorant to the facts, or if you at least have an open mind enough to, to vet the information yourself, don't just take it um, at face value. Don't even take mine. I want you to vet even my information because I know that when you look for yourself, you're going to see the truth. You're gonna see how they've been playing you because that's what happened to me. I started to dive in and I was like, oh, you guys have been playing me. How long? And then I felt really bad. It's so like, how long have you guys been playing me? They've been playing me for a very long time. All of us, just so you know, this isn't new. <laughs> so Philando, Cast um, Philando Castile doesn't actually, it's not a good example whatsoever. And then they bring in Breonna Taylor and then they lie, right? Because they, they try to say that, well, it's a no-knock warrant. And then they say, well, the fact that, that the police announced themselves is being disputed. There were witnesses. How is it disputed? There were witnesses that say that they did announce. So even though they did have a no-knock warrant, they still announced themselves which gave her boyfriend time to get out of bed, get armed and get into the hallway to fire back when they came through. If they had come in with, with the actual no-knock, they would have caught them in bed. Maybe he still would have got to his, his firearm, but he would not have had time, he would not have had the time to get out of bed and get into position where he was. Plus, Brianna Taylor was caught in the crossfire. She was not murdered by the police officers. She was caught in the crossfire. Also, once again, her address was under investigation. She was in the drug game. They keep trying to paint her like she was this great, she was in the drug game. Now, maybe she had gotten out, but you guys know, if you've seen The Godfather, you try to get out, they pull you back in. They don't like to hold these people accountable for their individual decisions. So then you can't tell because, because they call everything racist and everything biased and everything discriminatory, you can't tell when it's actually racism. And that's another way that they're just agents of chaos, that you can't tell who actually needs help. So when I look at, at the Philando case, it looks like that actually was wrong. But when you lump it in with Breonna Taylor, that wasn't wrong. And you lump it in with other things, Jordan Blake and you and Ahmaud Arbery, and you, you lump all those things in, you can't tell what's actually, what actually you know, needs your attention and is unlawful and what is a lawful search and seizure or what is you know, police actually taking the life of a person where it was actually warranted. You can't tell. 
because that would be orderly. That would be, that would be a competent way to move forward. But they just throw in, you know, they throw M80s into the toilet and just let it explode because they're agents of chaos. And then they go to November 2020 with Emantic Fitzgerald E.J. Bradford Jr. And they say he was mistakenly believed by Hoover, Alabama police to be the suspect in an active shooting at a mall. Now, he had a concealed carry permit and he was, he was, according to the article, he was trying to actually help people and defend himself. This has nothing to do, what does it have to do with the no-knock warrant? Nothing. Philando, nothing. Breonna Taylor, even though it was a no-knock, they actually did announce themselves, nothing. They're trying to show, oh, when, when black people have guns lawfully, lawfully, mind you, when black people have guns lawfully, they're more at risk to being, of being killed. And what happened to Amir Locke shows that. No, it doesn't actually. And then they try to throw in some other arbitrary information. At least 58% of people shot and killed by police over the past several years had a gun, according to the Washington Post Fatal Force database that tracks police shootings. That's not enough information. You have to know each and every shooting, what were the circumstances? Just saying 58% says nothing. Plus, you notice how they didn't say black? You notice how they didn't use that in the statistic? How many of the 58% were black? How many were white, Asian, Indian? So. They can use black when it's advantageous, but then they can just omit it. And because they keep saying black, what they want you to do is conflate it. They want you just to go, okay, well, it must be black. That's what your mind's going to think because they kept repeating it. Do you see? That's the conditioning. If I keep repeating a word to you, it's, it's going to sink in more. Like it starts to just get you. You have to pay attention to it because it starts to grade on you. They do that. They know it's psychological warfare. Psychological warfare, baby. Black people were disproportionately represented among police shooting victims, making up 22% of those killed since January 1st of 2015. So the database shows. So check this out. Here, look how they put this together. At least 58% of people shot and killed by police over the past several years had a gun. So the past several years, several is usually three. We're in 2022, right? Then in the next little paragraph, they say black people were disproportionately represented among police shooting victims, making up 22% of those killed since January 1st, 2015. The database shows. Do you see how they put those together? So you would think that it's 22% of the 58%, wouldn't you? <laughs> but one says 58% in the last several years and doesn't mention black. And then the other one is coming from January of 2015. Well, that was far, that's, that's a long time ago. That's not several, is it? But do you see how they put that together? They want you to believe that, the tw that it's 22% of the 58%, which would, which would kind of lean towards a disproportionate amount, which would then support their assertion that this is all happening due to, because they're black basically, and it's, and it's discriminatory and it's biased and it's racist. And then they put in bold here, increase, increase in gun ownership for black Americans, but discrimination persists. Once again, why is there increased ownership? Since, you, since I'm assuming that it's lawful because they keep saying lawful, why, had, why has it been an increased gun ownership for black Americans? Why? Why would, why would a black American want to, to have a gun lawfully? So these aren't criminals. These are, this is lawful. So these are, these are good citizens. They've, been, they've gone through the background checks, they, all that. Why? Is it because they feel their life is in danger? Is it because they feel that that police are no longer able to defend their lives and protect them and provide any type of protection whatsoever? Is it because they're realizing that the government doesn't care about their protection? And then they say, but discrimination persists. Where? Where's the discrimination? One, 
they're, they're able to actually exercise their Second Amendment right and procure a gun. So their race didn't stop them there. So they're just, they're just trying to get you to believe that it's the police. And then they try to tell you that the police are part of the system, a, a larger system that was created by white people for white people. And it's all a conspiracy theory because they can't back it up with any type of data without going back like 100 years. Do you see the game? They don't care about you because this causes more harm than good. In November of 2021, the National Shooting Sports Foundation, the National Trade Association in the Firearms Industry told ABC News that when comparing 2019 to 2020, there was a 58.2% increase in gun purchases among black people. First of all, I'd like to know how they know it's black people. Because when I, when I purchased my firearms, I chose not to give, that, 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 give them that information. So this could be higher. But the thing is, they still don't say why. Why do people feel so unsafe? Because if they bought it in 2019 and 2020, that means that they didn't have a firearm before. So why, why, what happened between 2019 and 2020 that would make them want to go get a firearm now? Oh yeah, the government coming in and infringing on their inalienable rights. They don't want to talk about that because they're an arm of the whole movement to take away our rights. Understand that. That's what ABC News is. The NSSF estimates that 40% of gun sales overall were for first-time gun owners. Now, this is first-time gun buyers. Overall, that means all ethnicities. So they shouldn't even be talking about race. They shouldn't even be talking about black, this black, 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 black. What this really should be about is the unconst unconstitutionality of no-knock warrants and how it poses a threat to all law-abiding citizens, regardless of their ethnicity. These, they're the ones that are biased. Why are they talking in terms of race? When this isn't a racial problem, this is a constitutional problem. Do you see what I'm saying? They're the ones who are biased. They're the ones who are discriminating. They're the ones who are racist. So this is the statistic that, that I love. This is the kind of stuff that they do. Black people are about three times more likely to be killed by police than white people in the US, according to the independent research organization, Mapping Police Violence. Mapping police violence, okay. So this could be true. Black people are about three times more likely. But what it doesn't give you is, are these lawful gun owners that are being killed by police due to unlawful search and seizure? Is this, is this criminal activity on the part of the police officers? Or are these black people that are being killed, are they actively involved in criminal activity that caused the police to show up and then things happen? Because when you look at our population, 13% of the population, and then you look at how we commit over 50% of the violent crimes, that would mean that the police interaction is disproportionate, is gonna be disproportionate to any other ethnic group if, if black people are committing over 50% of the violent crimes. So if they're three times more likely to be killed by police, you have, you have to consider the fact that they're doing more of the violent crime, the violent crime, violent crime, not stealing oranges the violent crime, the drug dealing, killing each other, black and black crime, all these things in these communities where police, where, where police presence is desired more by the citizens within these communities because they want the protection, which the whole defund the police started to impede, which is why they went out and bought guns. Do you see how this works? They cause the problem and they're trying to use the problem to gain more power so they can cause more problems, but you won't see it because they want to keep you emotional. So this is, this is a way that they can use a, a statistic that actually could be factual but taken out of context it makes it believe it tries to make you believe that it's the police's fault police are reactionary crime crime law enforcement is reactionary something happens 
then the police come in because somebody calls them. Do you understand that? When it comes to no-knock warrants, the ACLU found that 42% of SWAT search raids in major U.S. cities had black suspects. Once again, because we commit over 50% of the violent crimes. So we're going to be disproportionately represented as suspects because we're committing crimes. That's an individual choice. Stop committing crimes. Implicit biases, biases that come from stereotypes that associate black people with crime, violence, or hostility can influence judgments and behaviors unconsciously, according to the University of California, Berkeley. I just covered why this is. They like to use the word stereotype, but they never, they never ever talk about where the stereotypes come from. Stereotypes are based in statistical data. That's the way that works. If you want to change the stereotype, then change the behavior of the people. It's not the stereotype first and then the behavior. It's the behavior that causes the stereotype. It's not based on any kind of bias. It's based on statistical data. And they're trying to, they're trying to use this once again to support that it's based on discrimination, racism, and bias. And, and that's, not, that's not true. Not, not as a systemic strategy. Are there going to be individuals who are just mean, ignorant people? Yes, but you're going to find that in every ethnic group, in every profession. You're going to find somebody who has a prejudice or a bias or who could potentially be racist against someone else. But is that a systemic problem? Prove it. You haven't been able to, so no. And then as a final nail in the coffin, they try to bring in psychological studies to try to prove how the community at large, not just police officers, but the community at large, has, has a bias towards black men specifically by saying this. One study in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that when studying both police officers and undergraduates, both groups were quicker to identify images of weapons as they became depixelated when they were pre preceded by subliminal images of black faces than when preceded by white faces. Implicit bias and stereotypes also cause people to perceive black men in particular as more threatening and larger than similarly sized white men, according to research published by the American Psych Psychological Association. I'll include the link if you want to read the last two paragraphs of the article, but I want to address the psychological aspect that they just tried to once again assert that not only is this a problem of, of systemic problem found in the police force and law enforcement, but now they're trying to say that this is actually something that is pervasive through, through our communities. And to that, I'd like to say that's their fault as well. That's ABC News and MSNBC. That's, that's their fault. Because I've known for a very long time that, that the mainstream media conditions people to fear me. My friends, we all knew it. All you have to do is watch how they cover, how they cover and how they write and how they cover circumstances. The language that they use. There was a time, like right now, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all racism against white people. So everything that happens, they try to link it to white supremacy. But before that, the narrative was black, young black men are, are animals, we're violent, we're prone to violence, we're just not like normal people, we're not wired like normal people. You don't believe me? Ask, ask Hillary Clinton why she was calling me a super predator, right? Like 15, 20 years ago. Ask her why she was calling me a super predator. They were even making up names for it. And they were conditioning America to fear young black men. So when they talk about, you know, people perceive black men as being, the, yes, it's because this is a part of, of the psychological warfare that I'm talking about. It's part of that conditioning. They did it. And then entertainment and music, in, 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 in music that's culturally, that's culturally found more in the black communities, what are they talking about? Violence and debauchery and hedonism and getting money 
and, and criminal activity. And then we look at our entertainment. What are, what are some of the top shows in, in the last, what, decade, top, top black shows? We got Power, which is drug dealing. We got Empire, which is the same thing, violence, drug dealing, just centered around music, right? So all we can do is sing, dance, play sports, and deal drugs. And, and then there's spinoffs from Power that, that, that show now younger teenagers in the game. And you don't think that this affects, you don't, you don't think that what, what people are, are, are integrating in through their eyes and through their ears, you don't think that affects those images, the imagery, you don't think that affects them, their psychology? And then ABC News is trying to flip this and try to say that, that these things are true, but then they don't tell you where they come from. They come from the left. Hollywood is left, you must know this, right? So, so think about this. They perpetuate a disease culture, and then they use the results of that which is violence and death and tragedy, to then say that you need to give them more power so they can come in and fix it, right? They give you chaos and they say, if you give them power, they can, they can reorder everything, but that's not what they do. They don't, know how, they, don't know how to, they don't know how to implement order because as soon as that order, as soon as that order impedes their desire, they're gonna tear it down. So they need everything chaotic because in, in chaos, you can just move in any direction whenever you want to, whenever you need to, whenever it suits you. So I hope that this helps. I hope it does, right? And then like, subscribe, wherever you see me, please share. And as always, if you're moving in the dark, I'm over here just trying to turn on that light, baby. Trying to turn on that light.